Hey everyone, welcome back to another Book More Show. Very excited today because we're joined by David Curse, whose uh, author has written two books with us. David's a owner of Curse Real Estate based down in Miami. David, welcome to the call. Thank you. I appreciate the invite and uh, I mean, excited to talk about this because we've I've, I've done a lot with you guys, so I'm, I'm pumped. Yeah, I'm excited too. I think I've mentioned on the call a couple of times before with when we've been talking to Betsy that kind of get a little bit detached sometimes from how people are using their books in the in the end process. So it's always exciting to see either reorders coming through or people sending updates through as they're kind of tweaking their books in later stages, or like yourself doing doing multiple books. So it's uh, it's it's exciting to see people get their books in the first place done and dusted, but it's really exciting to see people using them out there in the real, real world and, and making a difference. So for the audience listening, do you want to give a quick update on the business that you've got down there? Just kind of position it a little bit and then give a quick overview of the two books that we've written so far. Yeah, sure. So um, I, I own a real estate company here in Miami, Florida. I've been open for about a year uh, prior to that, I ran a, a, a very successful real estate team, and uh, with that team, uh, we got to a very high value of numbers through the development of a very strong foundation in our business and a strong culture. And um, I was one day advised that it would probably be a good idea if I opened up a real estate company, and I thought hard about it uh, for about 10 minutes, and I said, sure, I should do that. <laughs> so... So we came, we opened up a company. We're one of the fastest growing companies in South Florida. Um, Within a year, we're at almost 90 agents. Uh, We have great production. We've been featured in publications such as the New York Times, The Real Deal, Curved Magazine, uh, Mansions Global, um, South Florida Business Journal. And uh, most recently, we were nominated for the most innovative brokerage by Inman in the country. Um, So... Lots of lots of great stuff, you know, happening. How much and, of that? I mean, uh, that growth over a, over a year is pretty fantastic. How much of the exposure that you've got has come through kind of intention based marketing or um, putting yourself out so, in those environments specifically, or how much is just it's happened in the background? You know, I I think that a lot of the stuff that I do is very direct marketing. Um. I am very strong on social media. Uh, I have a strong social media presence. I ensure that I keep doing things such as writing these books uh, to continue to market myself and remain in people's faces all the time. Um, so I think that that's one of the one of the things that ha- that I can attribute to our success thus far is that we we have a strong intentional marketing platform and program. You know. And and yeah. every time we post on social media, every time we create a video, every time we, you know, do a podcast such as this one, we don't just do it and then forget about it. It's not like, you know, do it and forget it. It's more like do it and then how can we use this to market what we've done? Very simply, like we, we were nominated for this Inman Award, most innovative brokerage in the country. There were 30 nominees for this one category. But 30 out of the entire country is, wow, our first year in business. So everybody else in the category had been in business for five plus years at 600 agents, 4,200 agents, one of them, you know? And so I think to myself, I'm like, we are at a level that it took someone else to get five years to get to. And we're pushing and we're doing so well in that nature. We didn't win the the award, 
but we were nominated. So we'll forever market the fact that we were nominated. You're one in business, you know? Yeah. Um, so, I think that is, and that's such a key thing, I think, for people to pick up on and understand. There's so much time and emotion gets sucked into creating something in the first place that it can be very easy to then think, oh, thank goodness for that. It's done and dusted and I move on to the next thing. Whereas there's so much juice in the orange still to squeeze, if it's one of the best analogy, yeah, um, to people take forget. what's happened. Yeah, to leverage it. To leverage it, people forget that they have so much to leverage. You know, like, look, these books are are strong marketing tools. They're huge. And, and I've realized that I've seen people, like, do books like these, and then they, like, push them for a few months or whatever. They realize they're not getting a lot of sales for whatever reason, and they just kind of forget about them. And, yeah. you know, and if it comes up passing in conversation, that's fine. Not me. I wrote two books with you in the last year, you know? So, yeah. you know, we're and using them like there's no tomorrow. Bit. Yeah. You know, if we you sell a million sell? copies, I'm blessed. But, you know, <laughs> just the other day we had, we had, uh, we had our, our one-year anniversary party for the company. And, and the publication that we put out said the first 100 guests will receive a free book of the, of the re most recent one. And so we gave away 100 books and I signed every one of them, you know. Fantastic. And so it was amazing because it was great to see how many people would get there early, especially for Miami. In Miami, no one gets anywhere early, right? <laughs> so, you know, if you're planning something for 6 p.m., you better tell everyone 4 p.m. And so <laughs> we just kind of, since no one gets anywhere early, we kind of like told everybody that we we're going to give away 100 books. First 100 people show up, get a free book. And no kidding, that place was packed within the first hour of the event. And it showed the power that the book has. It's the power of it. There's still such a, we talk about it quite a lot, there's still such a, um, such a power associated with having something published in your hands, regardless of the the process it took to get there, the fact that you're ending up with something physically created, there is something out in the world that's different from uh, electronic publication or it, just the nature of what it is has a special magic in the eyes of the, the majority of people out in the world that says this is something more authoritative or carries more value than something else you could have, in that example, given away at the time or used in a different context. I think that's one of the... Mm -hmm. It, it's something that I think will pass in time as self-publishing becomes more of a known quantity and more and more people start doing it. But for the next five years, at least, I think there's definitely an advantage for people who move at the moment to create something because it's still perceived Absolutely. as... Before it becomes such a normality and people can perceive it and get it done, it becomes, yeah. it becomes an advantage right now. Yeah. Uh, we jumped in, or I jumped in rather than went off uh, off on a tangent there. We were talking about the two books you'd written so far. Do you want to talk briefly about what those two books are, are and how they differ from sure. each other slightly? So because we were growing and becoming so successful and we had a successful team, a lot of people were coming up to me and asking me, you know, what is it that you're doing differently? What is, what's the difference between you and everyone else? Why are you growing at such a rapid rate, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And I had very few answers that were realistic because – I think it's simpler than most people think, you know, right. uh, it just requires a ton of hard work and most people don't realize that it's the work that gets <laughs> you there. Right. 
So yeah. we, so I sat down and I was talking with uh, my title partner. So I'm I'm in real estate and I have a title partner, and he has a very successful title company. He has about 15 offices throughout the state of Florida. And we sat down, we talked about it, and we started talking about what we do and what he does and so forth and so on. And I said, you know what, we should write a book about this. And that was the first book. The first book, we, it was called The Blueprint, and it was strategy to building and developing a successful real estate business. We wanted to give people the strategies necessary to build a successful real estate business. A lot of people get their real estate license, and they just have a license. And that's it. And then they leave and it's gone and like they don't know what to do with it. And they try, they do a deal here and a deal there and they're screwing up and they're doing unethical things and so forth and so on. They don't realize that having a real estate license means that you are now officially a business owner. Like now you need to go build your business and treat it as such. You're not an employee anywhere, you know? And so um, I think it's, so important that people understand that. So the first book was really giving people a blueprint to developing a strong foundation. It was a very simple book. I think it was just over 50 something pages. And it was, it was in Q and a form so that it felt like you were reading a really good interview. And with that, it was, it, because it was in Q and a form and it was such a small book, it was a very easy read and people really received it well. And, and, and for a lot of people, I had people come up to me and say, man, you know, I knew that I just never applied it or I knew that. And, and it took me reading this to really see the difference. You know what I mean? And it almost goes back and, to the authority thing again. The fact that it's written on a page gives the words additional, yeah. um, additional credibility or additional authority, or it allows people to see them or hear them in a slightly different way than if it was just in a conversation because as you say, a lot of these things, it's not rocket science. A lot of it is just doing the work and doing it in a consistent way that, uh, that leads to an outcome. Yeah, exactly. It's about being consistent. It's about doing the right thing. It's about, you know, um, um, building a strong foundation, you know? Yeah. That's what it's about. So the second book kind of took me to the next level. Uh, people said, okay, well, I have the strong foundation, but what, Again, you know, I see that you have a foundation. What makes you different? So we wrote a book called Take Action, right? And it's the billion-dollar guide to a billion-dollar business, like the four corners to this foundation. And so Take Action is really designed around the idea of being a true entrepreneur and doing what's necessary to be one, taking risks, not listening to the naysayers, uh, getting away from all of this, what the four corners of the foundation are based on my experience and how to use those four corners and how to put them to work for you and how to build your business accordingly, you know? Yeah. And so that's, that's what the second, the second book was like, uh, almost like the blueprint told you the, the strategies, like the, the, the map to getting a foundation together. The second book was like, okay, you've got this map. So now what do you do? Right. So now you have to and take action the, in your life, in your business, push it forward, you know? Right. It kind of they're going from the ten thousand foot view to the five hundred foot view of Exactly of here's the bigger picture, but here's what you need to do. The way you're using them at the moment, do you use them in in conjunction with each other? Do people tend to flow on that path from 
being an outsider to the the high level view of the first book to the second book or are they are using them a little bit more independently at the moment um no independently i would say for the most part i what i've noticed though is that um some of the folks that have seen me do the second book and seen us promote the second book i noticed by going into into the sales page of my of my books that i'm almost seeing a one for one purchase meaning that right. well, the people who did not catch the first book are going in and grabbing both books. Um, and so the books can be read independently. They're not necessarily to be continued. It just ended up being the way I had written it, you know, but each book can be read independently and can be used independently. And personally, I, I hate to say this, but my second book, honestly, for me was a thousand times better than the first book. And, and, um. Um, I guess I'm that's super, the way it works, though, isn't it? Yeah, I guess, you know, like the first one is like trial and error, you know? Uh, yeah. But the second one was a lot more passionate. It was, it had a lot more of me in it. It just kind of felt like I've had people come up to me and tell me, I can hear you talking to me when, when I'm reading this, you know? And that's that, exciting. That's actually, it's a great point because the way that we create them, the way that we base them off uh, off interview style recordings with people that aim to get someone's voice to come across in the book is something that we really try to maintain throughout and it's i think a key difference between a number of i don't want to say like textbooks but cold colder drier books that more factual books that you can pick up off a shelf versus the story of someone the voice that you can hear that's clearly trying to pull you from the cover to the back cover from the problem that you've got that made you raise the hand in the first place to request a copy through to a solution and i think that's the key difference that sometimes people forget because the the traditional book if you like the the colder drier more heavily edited book the more Mm -hmm. grammatically correct book if you want to say is what people are very familiar with because that's practically speaking that was the way it was done in the past because of all of the overheads creating it now to be able to create something that really brings your voice through that brings your personality through at the end of the day you're trying to speak to your tribe and those people are the people that know like and trust you already so really bringing that through i think is one of the key benefits that's often overlooked in in this type of book yes i agree with you a thousand percent i think and and you know, just being able to to get yourself across is is a hundred percent key. Yeah, and consistent with the rest of what you're doing. It, it's particularly for any businesses yeah. that are a very not necessarily personality driven, but that have a strong personality. I think that carries through. It was interesting what you were saying about the first book versus the second book. The second one you feel much more comfortable with, but I think that a lot of it is based on the fact that you did the first one in the first place i know a lot of people that we speak to are um, almost hesitant or they're almost working for the waiting for the perfect scenario to be in place and they feel 100 percent confident before moving forward but i think there's definitely something to be said for just getting the first one out there because you learn so much from a the process but b how it's received i think that makes a key difference and i'd certainly advise anyone listening not to hold off waiting for the perfect scenario or feeling 100 percent comfortable. no there isn't i I, you know, I think one of the reasons why people come up to me and say, hey, listen, I feel like you're talking to me in this book is because I've done so much video work. And so a lot mm-hmm. of the folks that are reading my book have 
are watching my YouTube channel and watching me on Facebook and seeing the video work. So they hear me and the book goes in line with what I'm doing. And I think that, that, you know, people who are sitting around waiting for the perfect time to get a book out, it, I think it's ridiculous. It's like, to me, it's like saying, um, I'm waiting for the perfect time to have a baby. Please, God, I have four. <laughs> Tell me when was the right time, you know? Yeah. Like, you know, I don't know that there's a specific right time. Like, is there, you know, a, a, a white picket fence scenario that, that says, you know, <laughs> Yeah, that is the perfect time. Like, to fly over and, and deliver the baby down the chimney. <laughs> yeah, like, is you know, baby's born, there was no pain whatsoever, baby came out talking. Like, I don't know what, you know, what's the perfect scenario. And so for me, it's like whatever you're doing right now, um, and it's relevant, and you feel like you can share it. Um, I think the world is so polluted with, garbage right now that if you can forward content true content helpful content something that could actually put somebody in the right place and help them um i think you're in good position to write a book i don't care if the book is 35 pages or 135 pages or you know 335 pages for that matter um you know those 35 pages could be the most relevant 35 pages that someone has ever read and um, for you as an author um it helps your business grow it, it really yeah. does help your business grow. It's helped me recruit. Every time somebody sits down with me and talks to me about joining my company, I give them a copy of my book. I sign it for them right in front of them. And they feel privileged to have the copy of a book signed by the author, right? Yeah. And so, that's, so it helps me recruiting. Aside from recruiting, it helps the rest of my company. We have almost 90 agents and we have five employees. It helps the rest of my company tell the world that their broker is an author and share the story. So they're sharing the book. They're telling people, check out this book. My broker just did. And they're sitting with their clients, their sellers and their buyers. And they're saying, my broker wrote two books last year. My broker is a public speaker. My broker is a business coach. And he, he, he runs our company, you know? And, and so, and, and just that right there tells you some of the other things that the book has done for me. It's allowed me speaking opportunities and not just free ones, the opportunity to get paid for a speaking opportunity. Um, it's allowed me um, the opportunity to, to have folks tell me, listen, I would like you to coach me one-on-one. -on -one. How much would you charge me for that? So not only has it helped my real estate company and my real estate business and, and the agents that are in my company, by utilizing yet one more tool to say we're better than the next one it's also helped me on the side personally to develop a passion that i have which is teaching training coaching and speaking and to get paid for it there's so many elements to the just talked about just in that sentence and i think anyone listening in almost just needs to pause now for a second and then just scrub back 60 seconds and listen to those elements again because i think buried in just those couple of sentences that you said are four or five key ideas that could accelerate someone's business to the next level one of the points that stood out was talking about the people you have working with you using the book when they're talking to clients and that element of again leverage you've taken the one thing that was created but leveraging it into multiple different use cases of how it can be used to deliver value to people it sets off that relationship it starts a relationship with a with a, a customer or a prospect 
in a way of giving something of value, whether that customer or prospect is kind of a recruitment customer or prospect, something that you're looking to bring into the company or a customer externally, giving them something of value when you're not expecting anything back, not only does it set that relationship up on the right footing, go from a position of giving, but it also, exactly said, establishes some credit credibility and authority that might otherwise struggle to get. It sets you apart from the competition. It puts all of the 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 cues to the psychological cues to this being the right company that either I want to work with or want to work for. It sets them all Correct. up through an asset that is relatively straightforward to create. And, you know, sitting with somebody, so and now that we're just talking on that topic, sitting with somebody, and whether they join your company or not, you're giving them a book that's going to help their business. So right. there's a, a bunch of different scenarios that come out of that. Number one, the perfect scenario where they come work for you immediately, and they're so excited to be there. Number two, they read your book, become a better business person and a better real estate professional. And the next time that you're doing a deal and they happen to be involved on the other side of the deal, right. you know who you're dealing with. You have a more educated, more proper person on the other side. You know, uh, another scenario could be that they read the book, they enjoy it, they decide to wait a little bit. And then in the future, they come back and work for you because they never forgot you to begin with. And so and, is, and I, I can keep going with different scenarios yeah. that could come out of you know, coming from a place of contribution and sitting there and saying, hey, here's my book. Take it, read it. It's good stuff. Everything, you know, this is, by the way, let me just point out, this is the type of training and coaching you'd receive at my company. The, you know? the point that you said there about starting from the position of contribution, the fact that all of these benefits that you and the organization get are almost secondary to putting something that's valuable and giving a contrib- uh, making a contribution to Correct. the broader profession. So I'm sure that when you started, there was a, there, there was a business-based incentive for doing it. At the end of the day, the majority of things that we do have to have some sort of return, but the, the level of return that it's had and the breadth of the return probably far outweighs that initial thought. But I think one of the reasons that it was very successful or they have been very successful is that, you wrote them from the position of this is 50 pages. What's the most valuable thing that I can put in these 50 pages that even if I never see this person again, they're going to get something out of. And I think because it started from such a authentic place, a place of, of giving value that it's then led on to such a successful tool in, in so many different areas. Yeah. I think it's easy for people to forget as well, particularly if you've been in business for any length of time. We talk to people quite a lot who are maybe struggling to think of the, the right approach to their their customer group. And it constantly surprises both myself and Betsy and, and Susan how easy it is for people to forget the small pieces of information that they take for granted having been in business for a year or more. But for someone on the outside looking in, those small pieces of information that seem straightforward can be so valuable. And I think you hit the nail on the head when you were talking about people saying, you know what, I've I've heard this information in, in places before, but it took actually sitting down and reading it and wrapped around a kind of comprehensive narrative or a story that is kind of delivering a message but but yeah, people shouldn't overlook the simple steps 
No, they shouldn't. And I think, like, you know, I've been in the business <laughs> for um, 11 years now, and there's a lot that I know because I read a lot. So, right. um, and and I feel like there's people out there who don't know a lot simply because they don't read enough. And yeah. And I'm not talking about just books like the ones that I wrote. I'm talking about the market and I'm talking about blog articles about the real estate and I'm talking about things that are happening in their community. And I'm talking about the federal government and interest rates. And, you know, and so if I can provide them with something that says, Hey, listen, this is, these are the things that you need to know if you want to be successful period. And, and we've talked a lot about real estate, but with the second book, I really try to make it as general as possible. Yes, I'm a real estate professional, but this is whether you're selling lollipops on the corner or houses, <laughs> you know, houses to millionaires or houses to the medium income family or, you know, cars at a car dealership. It still applies, but you're in sales, you're in business, you know? Like you say, the principles, it's always good to have examples to kind of illustrate a point, but the principles are very often the principles. And I think your approach right. and what you've had success with so far a lot of other people will find benefit and value from that. And one of the benefits of real estate is it's an example, a use case that a lot of people are familiar with. So it's easy to share those stories. And no matter what business you're in listening to this, I think you'd get a lot out of take action because it is, it is core principles that apply across the board. Yep. Um, I'm conscious of your time. So thanks very much. There's a couple of questions as we kind of, come to a close and then before we finish don't let me forget to ask you to to share with people where they can get a copy of the book and, and find out more just before sure. we're wrapping into that there were two questions i was going to ask was is there anything now that you've written the two books and you've had them out there for over um, i think the first one was more, a bit more than six months ago so it's been out there for a while you've used them you've written the second one based on that understanding of the first is there anything that you wished if you could have a, a rubber a, a lamp and a genie would come out and grant a wish for how you could better use them or an easier way to create them. If, if there was something on the top of your wish list around using a book as a, as a tool in any way, is there anything that springs to mind? That I um, think that uh, one of the things that I really want to try and figure out is do is to be sponsored by folks to come out and speak about the book and drive up uh, the coaching business, the sales business, like the sales of the book, um, and bring a, a huge attraction to my real estate company. If I can do that more, if there was a genie that came out and said, you get one wish and the wish has to correlate with your book, it would be for the book to get me in front of more people. So right. that <clears throat> the book lands in the right hands, the right hands puts me on a stage, 500 people, 1,000 people, 5,000 people in front of me buy my book, and then they like me, and then they use our business. That yeah. is like full circle for me, you know? Uh, if there are real estate professionals in the stands or in the audience, they decide, geez, I'd like to work for this guy, and they come join our company. Or if they're not real estate professionals, they say, geez, if I ever need a real estate professional, I'm going to hire one from this guy's company. And so for me, it's kind of like, you know, a full circle situation. Book gets in the right hands, right hands gets me on the stage. The stage gets me in front of people. I do my thing on stage. That leads to the purchase of the book. 
building my business, building my coaching business, building the, the book sales and building my real estate office. Yeah. That's interesting. I'll shoot you an email once we're, we're done. This kind of use case of how people are executing on the book once they're complete is something that we're internally very aware of. A lot of the effort goes into creating it, but then there's not that much support that we follow up with people. We give people examples and there's the beyond the book, which gives people a couple of examples of how to start using it. But definitely leveraging the books a little bit more is something that we're looking at. So there was something that I was looking at a couple of weeks ago, which what you've just said has reminded me. So I'll, I'll shoot you an email afterwards. Then maybe we'll be back on the show in, in six months time. And there might be some, some movement on that. The last one, which we kind of touched on already, but just is there any advice to anyone else either who's thinking about it or who's sat on the fence in terms of writing their first book, any words of advice to those guys to make a best start? Yes. I think that, that, the best possible advice that I can give anybody who wants to do this um, is to just do it. My entire second <laughs> book is about taking action. Like really at the end of the day, you just have to commit to it. And so if I could take a moment and give some of the folks out there the steps to committing to it, figure out, figure out a topic you want to discuss. Then figure out the top 10 things you want to tell people about that topic and then submit it to Betsy and create a questionnaire and get the book done. It'll take 30 minutes. People don't realize this and it drives me nuts. <laughs> this, you can finish an entire book in collectively two and a half hours. Yeah, And then you could have that book on your desk to give to your clients, to give to people. You know, imagine when my agents buy 10 books and they take a book with them to a listing appointment and they say that seller sitting there thinking to themselves, what makes this agent special? And they say, oh, by the way, I want to leave you a copy of the book that my broker wrote. It's a difference. It's a change. It changes everybody's perception. Everything's different now, you know? Yeah. You wrote a book. You didn't write a blog. You wrote a book, you know? And again, it's coming from a position of giving. It's it's setting up that relationship with something, uh, with the relationship with the customer, something that gives value to them above and beyond the value of that individual transaction. And I think the right. the both the authority and the reciprocity that that builds is is pretty outstanding. Fantastic. Well, I would add to that and suggest that anyone that's sat on the fence and thinking about it needs to grab a copy of David's book as well. So where's the best place for people to go to find out more about Take Action and, and the Blueprint? Oh, I mean, a couple of places. If you go to Amazon.com and you search for David Kurz, K-U-R-Z, uh, both my books will come up top of the page. Uh, the other option is to go to KurzRE.com. That's K-U-R-Z-R-E.com. Stands for Kurz Real Estate. And when you're on there, you can just scroll down and have several different directions. You can go on the website, obviously search for homes, meet our agents, meet our broker. One of those tiles says purchase our books. And once you click on there, it'll show you a picture of both books and you can click on either one. It'll lead you right back to Amazon. Fantastic. Well, we'll be sure to make a link in the show notes here so that anyone who's uh, listening to the show will anyone that's listening on the podcast will make sure that it's in the notes on the podcast player as well so just click through there and that will follow the links to to david's stuff 
Fantastic. I can't thank you enough for your time today, David. Really exciting. Right. I know that we're in in talks on the third book at the moment as well now. So I'm excited to see how that one turns out and then check back in with you in a, in a couple of months to, to see what the progress with these are as well. It's, uh, yeah, again, absolutely. So anytime, I appreciate the time. Uh, it's real pleasure, real pleasure. Like I say, it's always good to see, uh, to get a chance to talk to people who are actually not just creating in the first place, but out there using. And uh, it's really exciting to see, hear you guys knocking out of the park. Yes, thank you. <laughs> well, thanks to you okay. guys for all the help that you've given us. So <laughs> uh, I tell you, it's a pleasure. It's uh, like I say, it's it just really makes a difference to, uh, or it really makes it worthwhile rather to see people using it. So thanks again for your time uh thanks everyone for listening as well we'll be back next week with a regular show just one of the last things that david mentioned then was the the structure to creating a book and how simple and straightforward it can be um keeping an ear out over the next couple of shows because we're about to release a slightly variation on the nice minute book product that should make it even easier for anyone that doesn't have a strong topic in mind to get a book created and out there so keep an eye out for that check out the show notes for links to david's book and we'll catch you all next time. Thanks, David. Thank you.